Welcome to the Rick Podcast, a short series about the rare invertebrates in the Cairngorms Project. My name is Gabrielle Flynn, I'm the Project Officer, and in these few short episodes, I'm going to give you a closer insight into what's involved in trying to protect some of Scotland's rarest insect species. Just to give you some background on the project, the Rick Project is a partnership between Scottish Natural Heritage, RSPB, Bug Life, Butterfly Conservation and the Cairngorms National Park Authority. The aim of the project is to try and improve the conservation fortunes of six of Scotland's rarest insect species. And we're doing this through improving survey efforts with the local community and working with land managers to try and conserve their all-important habitat. The first species we're going to cover in this short series is the pine hoverfly. The pine hoverfly is arguably one of the rarest animal species in Britain. And in the UK, it's only found in ancient Caledonian pine forests. The Caledonian pine forest used to cover much of Scotland, but now we're only left with a few fragments. This means that this species doesn't have much habitat left, and because of that, it's now only known to two sites, both in the Cairngorms National Park. The Rick Project is working hard with volunteers and with the Hoverfly Steering Group to ensure the future of this species. One of the ways we're trying to do this is by captive rearing a population inside the Highland Wildlife Park. We're doing this so we can learn a bit more about their genetics, but we also want to potentially reinforce current populations and even maybe reintroduce the species to suitable sites. We're also interested in the European population, as by studying their genetics, the Royal Zoological Society of Scotland might be able to establish whether we should also be releasing Swedish, Norwegian or even Russian genetics into Scotland to help make our population a bit more resilient. This summer, Ben Hower from the Royal Zoological Society of Scotland James Sylvie from RSPB and myself went to meet our partners at Norden's Ark in Sweden. Usually they look around and then they just fly over an open area mm-hmm. and then they have a different sound. More up. Okay. Where they sort of like, I'm here. Jimmy Helgeson of Norden's Ark is both skilled at imitating birds and rearing rare invertebrates. At Norden's Ark, they rear some magnificent species such as the Capricorn beetle and the clouded Apollo butterfly. All right. Um, Can you introduce yourself and and what you do at Norden's Ark? Yeah, so my name is is Jimmy Helgeson and I work, like like you said, at Norden's Ark. And I'm uh, practically responsible for the... um, invertebrate conservation project. Um, Could you summarize your involvement in the pine hoverfly project? Like your involvement in the pine hoverfly project in Scotland? Yeah, so um, employees visited the society and also Highland Wildlife Park when we um, uh, was told about your project with the hoverfly. And we then realized that the species was very common in Sweden or supposed to be very common in Sweden. Due to our um, due to our forest industry, I guess, uh, and um, that it was critically endangered in Scotland. So we thought that um, it would be a, a great opportunity for us to to help you collect it and also to show you the, I guess, what you're doing now, show you the habitat where we find find the species. And so. They have also been helping us to find pine hoverfly larvae in natural rot holes. It's a difficult task because it involves a lot of guesswork, a lot of determination, and a chainsaw. 
Jimmy locates a suitable looking stump with a small hole in the top that might suggest a deeper rot hole underneath. This rot hole is made by a heart rot fungus and it's essential to create the habitat that the hoverflies need to lay their eggs in. He uses a chainsaw to reveal a cavity. Those holes are very often created by heterobacillion. Okay. You know that heterobacillion, an awesome. So did you just pick this one just at random when you initially took the chainsaw to it? Or was there anything on the top that... He chose it because of the, the initial hole on the top. Ah. That one. So right. It was an, was an entrance to it and he just... Because sometimes the one that we opened mm -hmm. later on doesn't necessarily mean that it continues down. Right. So We plunge our hands into the rot holes and take in the aromas. It's not mm. too offensive. Yeah. No, no. I was saying the trees <laughs> It's almost really like very so. light manure smell. Mm. <laughs> we find some larvae and sift through what we manage to find, trying to look for the key identifying features of pine hover fly. Well, no, because the first blader had a little black tip, but yes. I think yeah. I don't think you'd ever see blader with this. Going Whoa, by what we saw. Right, right. Jimmy and his team next take us to some experiments they've been trying. They've put some plastic buckets inside tree trunks and created artificial rot holes. Uh, so this is a protein tub mm -hmm. that's had holes drilled in the top, being filled with pine chips and then water and sunk into the ground. And then we've got a pine cap on the top with holes drilled into it so that Blera would be able to access the piney soup underneath and lay their eggs. We spend the next few days searching and using the chainsaw to get into the stump once we think that we've seen some good signs that there might be larvae in there. Unfortunately, we don't find very many, proving just how difficult it is to find natural rot holes and how important it is that we have these artificial places to go and look for them so that we can better survey the population. A thunderstorm wakes us up and we manage to find eight more larvae. Oh yeah, there's one. Hand lens. Yeah, it's a blairer. Yay! Oh, fantastic. Woohoo! Amazing. Blairer! <laughs> Brilliant news because we can now take 10 home to rear in the Highland Wildlife Park. When we get back to Scotland, it's time to do the Scottish surveys with the volunteers. And during these surveys, we managed to find nearly 60 larvae in our artificial rot holes, which is amazing news. We only found 21 last year. We removed 25 of these, which will go to the Highland Wildlife Park and will be reared on alongside the 10 from Sweden. We hope that in around a year's time, we'll see these beautiful larvae turn into even more beautiful adults and we can help better the conservation fortunes of this particular species. Thank you for listening and thank you to our funders, Cairngorms Leader, RSPB and the Cairngorms National Park Authority. Till next time. Yeah. Well, I quite like the Lord of the Rings um, sort of serving. Oh, no, that's Game of Thrones. Oh. Do, 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 do